All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Seattle Flying High Sports Podcast. Oh, uh, yes, we do have a lot to talk, to talk about today, especially with um, the head coach coaches, mm-hmm. with yep. the Huskies leaving, and of course, Pete Carroll being fired. Yes, but not only that, we'll also do N- NHL, National Hockey League picks this time for for Saturday the 13th through Tuesday the 16th of January, of course. If you if you don't know, we're doing NHL picks now instead of NFL picks. More information last episode on that. Correct. Um, yep, a recent Mariners player claim, Kraken versus Sabres and Capitals game. And yeah, that's what we got to cover today. All right, let's get right into it. Okay. Okay, Ryan, we have something big to talk about for the Huskies. So, um, Huskies, um, because of the NFL draft this year, the Huskies are losing a lot of players. And they're also reportedly going to lose their head coach, Kalen DeBoer. Uh, Yes, he is expected to go to the SEC Mm -hmm. this upcoming season. Yeah, and it's in talks with Alabama to take over as head coach after the retirement of um hall of fame nick saban i am uh i'm i'm actually surprised i thought he would go to like an assistant to like uh like an assistant for the uh, offensive coordinator for someone in the nfl like you know how right. you have different coaches like li- uh, lineman coach mm-hmm. wide receivers coach i'm surprised he didn't do that yeah i'm surprised he stayed in college football to be honest for sure but good for him i hope he um does good in Alabama. True, Alabama is a good team, so this is definitely not a step down or anything. This was actually like less than two hours ago, like very recently. Yeah, he's going to have big shoes to fill here for uh, Alabama. Right, I'd say Alabama, like they, they, they must be excited. This is a great thing for him. Mm-hmm. For him and the team, to be honest. I wonder if he's um, sad about leaving the Huskies. I mean, I would be if I were him. And uh, there's going to be a lot of big shoes to fill for NFL head coaches and um, college head coaches this year. Mm-hmm. With Bill and Pete being, uh, well, well, Pete was demoted, I guess, technically. Right. And Bill leaving the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, that's all we have for the Huskies. So, let's go Huskies for next season. So, this is obviously the Seahawks segment. So, um, how do you think that I feel about the Seahawks' Pete Carroll demotion, I guess is what we'll call it? Well, Ryan, I would have to actually have to say, based on how you've sounded and how just I think you I think you feel you have I feel like you have no opinion about it and I feel like it's you're kind of neutral about it okay well I would disagree there from a um team standpoint I feel like this is probably a um pretty good move because I really don't think they would have fired Pete if they didn't know who they're gonna hire next or who they're thinking about hire hiring yeah or if they think there's a problem that can't be fixed. Yep. But from a personal standpoint, it's like losing a family member. <laughs> I mean, well, he for a lot of people, he's the only head coach of the Seahawks that uh, that they have ever known. Right. Yeah. 
Ryan, do you think this would be a good thing, the Pete Carroll, for in terms of the Seahawks roster, like the players? Oh, for the players, they're definitely going to miss him. I know that, but do you think it'll be like an effective thing, meaning like it this will help them? Or he's the thing with Pete. He he really focuses in on all the players. Yep, he brings the com- compete mindset. Mm-hmm. So I think without him, it will be a little bit more challenging for them, but um. Like, he has found a lot of underrated players. Like, without him, like, we've seen what happened to Russell Wilson in Denver. Mm-hmm. But he was great with the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. It just shows you the effect that Pete Carroll can have. And he's found, like, lots of underrated guys like Jake Bobo, Chris Carson, who retired a few years ago now. He traded mm-hmm. for Marshawn Lynch, mm-hmm. Geno Smith. Yep. The list goes on. Right, yeah. And Pete Carroll, he's been the head coach for, guys, if you don't know, for me and Ryan's whole lifetime. Like, he started the year we were born, I think. Uh, yeah, he was hired about ooh, just just under a year after I was born. Mm-hmm. I don't, yep. I don't even know if you were uh, born yet when he was hired. Actually, no, you would have been. Yeah, I wouldn't – because. Yeah, me and Ryan were both within a year old when it happened, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, me and you have only been alive for a short while without Pete Carroll being head coach of the Seahawks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, for some fans, it's been their entire lifetime. I mean, and yep. for people who it's not, I don't. some people might not even remember when Pete Carroll wasn't head coach. Yeah, because he's been he's been there so long that even people that um are even older people will still like who was coaching before him because he's just been there for so long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, they probably know the guy, one of the guys before him, Mike Holmgren. Yeah, because he's also a famous Seahawks head coach. Mm-hmm. But there was actually this guy I never heard of between Mike and Keith. Okay. I didn't, I didn't even know this guy existed. He was fired after his first season by uh, Paul Allen, and then they brought in Pete Carroll. So who was it? Jim Mora. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he was just, like, one season and then got fired? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was he any good? or? I mean, they fired him after one season. What do you think? <laughs> he plays for um, UConn right now, right? Or he's coaching, I mean. Yeah, so mm-hmm. quite the fall down from NFL to UConn. I know. So that, that can just that just tells you he's probably not the best. He had five wins and eleven losses in his first season. Yeah. Wow. The, and Pete Carroll went uh, the next season seven and nine. Mm. That was the Beastquake year too. Yeah. Back when, um, oh, let's see, Matt Hasselback was quarterback. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks had just traded for Marshawn Lynch. Mm-hmm. So, Hudson, in, in the Seahawks history, how many head coaches do you think they've had? Seahawks franchise history. I'm going to yes. say they have had five. Really? Yes. You know, they've been around from 1976, right? Yep. 
They've had eight. They have had eight. Wow. But um, one guy lasted. So uh, the first head coach lasted seven years. The next one, one year. The next one, nine years. The next one, three. The next one, four. And by years, I'm going by seasons. The next yeah. one, ten. And next one, one. Then Pete Carroll at 14. Mm-hmm. So pretty spread out there. Yeah, so um, oh, so uh, two head coaches that have had just one mm-hmm. season under the belt. Yep. Mm-hmm. How long do you think um, whoever is going to be the new head coach for the Seahawks, how long do you think they're going to last just, just as a prediction? Six years. Really? I was thinking five years. Okay, well, I was saying I was gonna say six or five. Okay, I think it's gonna be Dan Quinn, by the way. All right, so Hudson, you know what the LLB is, right? Yep, Legion of Boom. Yeah, so uh, Dan Quinn helped uh, start the Legion of Boom. He was the defensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, but then after that, he got hired as head coach for the uh. Atlanta Falcons. Right, yep. And then um, he took them all the way to the Super Bowl. I don't know if you watched the Super Bowl or not, but it's the one where the Atlanta Falcons had a 28-3 lead, and then Tom Brady beat them in overtime. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then after that, he uh, a short while later, he was fired from um, Atlanta. And then this year, he is now the Cowboys defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. So, but because of his ties with the Seahawks, he actually had two stints with them. I think he'll probably come back as the um, head coach. Okay. I do think if Dan Quinn is not there, I think it'll be Jim Harbaugh. No, it's not going to be Jim. You sure? Yeah, he used to play play with the 49ers. I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I, I do still think it'd be Dan Quinn is first, though. He he used to be the 49ers head coach. Mm-hmm. I I'm thinking Dan Quinn, Mike uh Mike Rabel or um uh let's see. It's it's gonna be some defensive guy or um Ben McDonald from the Ravens. Okay, I don't think it'll be Ben. Well well I mean the the one knock on um Dan Quinn could be that maybe the Seahawks want to drift away from Pete Carroll's style on defense and get someone new because uh, Ben McDonald is the Ravens defensive coordinator and they've had an amazing year this season. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, there's that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Hudson, now do you want to get into the uh, head coach, the uh, coaching career of Pete Carroll? Yep. All right. It's a long list here. Mm-hmm. So he has made it. He has gotten the Seahawks to two, two Super Bowls, right? That, will, that I'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but let's let's go to the beginning of his career. The beginning. Okay. So he started coaching before the Seahawks were a franchise. Yeah, he three years. in 1973. Yeah, three years before Seahawks. Yeah, uh, 
he was head coach at Pacific. He was a uh, graduate assistant. Mm-hmm. So, and then, uh, yeah, Pacific Ti- Tigers football. Mm-hmm. Which hasn't existed for, like, over 20 years. Right, yeah. Then you have Arkansas as a graduate student, as assistant. Mm-hmm. Then he, for one year. Then he went to Iowa State. In 1978, mm-hmm. for one year, he was a secondary coordinator. Okay, yeah. Then he went to Jim, Jim's Harbaugh, um, favorite university, Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Was there for one year. 1979, he was a secondary coordinator. Yep. Pete Carroll has sure had a lot of moving around over the years. Oh, yeah. We're not even done yet. <laughs> then he went to um, North Carolina State for two years. Ended there in 19... 19- 82. He was defensive coordinator, so he went a level up. Then he went back to Pacific for a year. Yep. As defensive coordinator. Then in 1984, his first job in the NFL was with the Buffalo Bills as the defensive backs coach. Mm hmm. And that lasted one year. Mm hmm. Then he went to the Minnesota Vikings for four years. Mm hmm. As the defensive backs coach. Right. Then he went to the um, New York Jets for three years as the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And then next, you want to guess what happened next? Is it the Seahawks? We're only in 1994. Okay. Well. Uh, I, I'm assuming he... he Became head coach for a team. That is correct. Okay. He was the Jets uh, promoted him from defensive coordinator to head coach. Mm-hmm. Which lasted. Are you ready for this? Yep. Lasted one year. Mm-hmm. Then he went to the. What are you guys, Hudson? Uh, I'm gonna say. Ooh, let's hope it's not the Packers. It's it's a team worse than the Packers. Really? Lions. I don't mind the Lions, but it is ready. The okay. San Francisco 40 Winers. <laughs> he was there as a defensive coordinator from uh, 1995 to 1996. Yep. Then comes the New England Patriots. Cheaters. Boo! He was there as a head coach for the New England Patriots for two seasons, 1997 through 1999. Mm-hmm. So, and, um, so that was right before 912K, as they would say. Mm-hmm. Even though that never happened. <laughs> then he went back to college football. USC Trojans. Hmm. Why do you go back? Because, um, well, he uh, he went back because his head coach was the new. When he was head coach with the New England Patriots, it wasn't that successful. So then he just went went to college to be a head coach. Okay. So um, and he won multiple uh championships there. He won back to back once. 
He uh, stayed there for eight years. And you want to guess what comes next? Uh, would it be the Seahawks after that? It would be the Seahawks after that. 2009 or 2010? 2010 to 2023. Well, real, no, sorry, 2024. Mm-hmm. Because he was demoted after the new year. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but with the Seahawks, he was also um, vice president of football operations, which means him and John Snyder are in charge of, like, the football moves, so, like, drafting. Mm-hmm. But he won't be doing that anymore either. At least I hear. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and here comes the career highlights. Okay. So, he is a Super Bowl champion, obviously. Mm-hmm. He made the 2010s All-Decade team. Mm-hmm. He won four Rose Bowls. Okay. Two Orange Bowls. Mm-hmm. Seven Pac-12, Pac-12 championships. And other... Many other awards. Mm-hmm. Seems about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a career he's had. I know. Which is why so many people are going to have a hard time accepting, uh, have a hard time with them moving on from mm-hmm. Pete. How long do you think Pete's going to be, like, coaching, or not coaching, but in the NFL period, like, for the rest of his life? Um, he's he's definitely gonna get another head coaching job. Okay, I have ten years. Uh, frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if he um. I would say at least eight. Okay. Yeah. So he's at least till he's eighty. Mm-hmm. Because he's seventy-two right now. Mm-hmm. I think he'll um, retire from the NFL at 82. 82? Yes. What team do you think he goes and coaches? Ooh, that, that's a tough question, Ryan. And I think he's going to go to the Commanders. The Commanders? Yes. I don't think Pete Carroll would ever step foot with the Commanders. How come? Because you don't know what the ownership's going to be like. You don't know really because so there's a new owner the field is trash i don't think pete would appreciate playing on that okay so um what do you think if if, if he um well if this remember this is if the Seahawks were to trade him because he's under contract so yeah but that's what i was saying or i was trying to yeah, yeah. um i would have to go with the oh, wait wait before i answer do you see Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson ending up in the same place together? I could see that. You could? I could. Okay. What? T- so do you think that could happen with the Commanders? Uh, I, I, yeah. So for me, if they, I think they will. They could end up together, but that would only happen with um, probably one of four teams. The Commanders, the Panthers, the Falcons, or the Raiders. Okay. And I don't think he would go coach with the the Commanders the Pan- or the Panthers. And I think the Chargers are interested in Bill Belichick. 
So I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. You don't think the Raiders? Ooh, the Ra- Oh, I forgot about the Raiders. Oh, well, um, I think the I think they should just hire the interim head coach there. Okay, so the Falcons, the Falcons. Okay, and obviously the Chargers already have a quarterback in Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you have to add? Um, no, it's just amazing looking back on the um career of Pete and everything he's done for the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And he played football when he was a lot younger, right? So, um, Pete Carroll, uh, he played three sports, Hudson. You want to guess what they are? Well, football. Okay. okay. I, did he play baseball at all? He did. Okay, that's two. Not, not like soccer or anything, right? Are you sure? Okay, soccer. Oof, it was, um, basketball. Oh. Sorry, I had to trick you there. Okay. Were you going to say basketball? That was like my third guess after that. What were you going to say, hockey? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was, um, he played quarterback, wide receiver, and defensive back. Mm-hmm. He, he actually received an honorary doctorate. Yep, I knew that. What? All right. All right. I guess. No, I knew it. I looked it up. I looked it up. You're gonna be hard to trick. Question is, what day was he born? I knew. I know it's in September. Okay. I'm gonna say September. Was it like the fifth? What year? Nineteen fifty-two. Oof! You're off by a year and ten days. Nineteen fifty-three. Nineteen fifty-one. The fifteenth mm. of that month, September. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, and if you guys would like to say thank you to Pete Carroll, the Seahawks have posted a thank you form where you can write a uh, thank you letter to Pete Carroll. So mm-hmm. you guys just search up Pete Carroll thank you letter, and you can write him one if you want. Mm-hmm. Have you done that yet, Ryan? Uh yes, I have. Okay. I will Have right you? after this episode. Huh? Okay. All right, Ryan. Now it is time for NHL picks, National Hockey League picks. This, if you don't, if you guys don't know, this is an every episode segment, not just once a week, like the NFL picks were, just because of the hockey schedule and stuff like that. More information last episode if you're confused or something. So let's just get started. We're starting with Saturday, the thirteenth. New New York Rangers, Ryan, at the Capitals. I have Rangers easy win here. Uh, I have the Rangers for sure here. Yep, one of the best NHL teams. Vancouver Canucks at the Sabres. Uh, I have the Canucks. I would agree with that, actually. San Jose Sharks at Ottawa. Sharks. Really, I would say Ottawa. Senators, not this one. Um, New Jersey Devils at Florida Panthers. I say Panthers. Panthers. Mm-hmm. Ryan Pittsburgh at Carolina. Uh, I will take um, Pittsburgh here. I would actually agree with that. Okay, next cracking game, Ryan. All right. Uh, it's, so it is Kraken versus Blue, Ga- Blue Jackets. Excuse me there. And I will take Kraken. I would definitely agree with that. I think by at least two for the Kraken. I think it's definitely going to be a good one there. LA Kings at Detroit. I have LA. 
Uh, I have the Detroit Red, Wing, Red Wings for sure. Next one, Edmonton Oilers at Montreal Canadiens, Ryan. I have Edmonton Oilers. I have the Oilers. Mm-hmm. The Ducks at Tampa Bay. I say Ducks. I say the Lightning. Yep. Colorado Avalanche or Toronto Maple Leafs. I have Colorado here. I have the Maple Leafs here. Okay. Flyers at Winnipeg. I say Flyers. Jets. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dallas Stars at the Blackhawks. I say the Stars here. The Stars here. Okay. Uh, the Wild at Arizona. I have Arizona by one. Wild. Okay. So, Islanders or Nashville? I have Islanders here. I have the New York Islanders. Yep. Um, Boston or the Blues? I have the Boston here. I have the Boston Bruins. Yep. Okay, last one. Vegas Golden Knights or Calgary Flames? Calgary. Yeah, I think I'm thinking by like three. Next day, Capitals versus Rangers. I still say Rangers here. Uh, Rangers. Mm-hmm. And Detroit at Toronto. I have um, Toronto here. I think I'll take an upset here with Detroit. Okay. Wow. All right. Um, this is Monday, January fifteenth. New Jersey Devils at Boston. I say the Devils here. I will take the Devils as well. Okay. San Jose Sharks or the Sabers. I have Sabers here. I have the Sharks. Okay. Ryan Vancouver Canucks at Columbus Blue Jackets. I have the Canucks here. I have the Vancouver Canucks. Mm-hmm. Um. Next one, Ducks at Panthers. Panthers. I would agree with that, actually. Ryan, LA Kings or Carolina? I have the Kings here. Uh, I have the uh, Carolina Hurricanes for sure. Okay, New York New York Islanders or the Wild? I have the Wild by just one. I have the Wild. Mm-hmm. Kraken at Pittsburgh. I say Pittsburgh on this one, actually. I say Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be the first Kraken loss for a long time there. Nashville or Viking or Golden Knights? Um, I have the Golden Knights here, actually. The Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. They haven't been doing quite as well this season as, as I expected to begin with. <clears throat> well, they, they were great at the beginning of the season. In their last 10 games, though, they are 3-7-0. Right. Colorado Avalanche or Montreal Canadiens, Ryan? I have the Canadiens on this one. I have the Avalanche. Okay. And um, Flyers at Blues. I have the Blues here. Flyers. Okay. All right. Last day here. Kraken at Rangers. I say the Rangers here for sure. Uh, Kraken at Rangers. Let's go with the Rangers. Yeah. Isn't that that's the game that you went to where the Kraken had that terrible loss, Ryan? Uh-huh. I blame, I blame the lighting. Well, how what was that so bad about? So every so there was a light, there was one light out on um one side of the ice, so uh, mm. they would they would switch ice the ice evenly to be fair, and you know normally they only switch it during per- uh, periods, yeah. And every t- single time that the ice was switched, <laughs> like the team switched sides, the Rangers scored. 
So I, I say that's just a coincidence. I'm going to be honest, Ryan. I don't know, man. Yeah, but I, I definitely think the Rangers will take that one. Avalanche at the Senators. I say Avalanche here. Avalanche. Ducks at Capitals. I have Capitals here. I have Ducks here. Okay, I was kind of expecting that from you, Ryan. LA Kings at the Stars. I have the Kings just by one, though. See, no, that lets me to make that 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 uh, makes me want to pick Dallas. But I am gonna pick the Kings. Okay, um, Islanders at Winnipeg. I say Islanders here. Winnipeg Jets for sure. Wow. Okay. San Jose Sharks or Blackhawks? I say Blackhawks here. Sharks. The Sharks have not been that good this se- this season, Ryan. How come you're picking them all of a sudden? Well, they can't have an easy stretch, and they're sure they've been on like a before they just won their most recent game, and before that they were on a twelve game losing streak. But I still think they can string together some wins here. Okay, Arizona at Calgary Flames. I have Calgary here. Uh, I will take Calgary here, and I know I I love that you noticed as soon as I was picking the Sharks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was surprised about that. Yeah, I was. I knew right away as soon as I picked them against the Blackhawks, Hudson was going to be like, oh, they haven't been good, Hudson. They haven't been good, Ryan. <laughs> All right. Toronto Maple Leafs or Oilers? I have the um, Maple Leafs here, actually, by one. Leafs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go right. Leafs. All right, let's move on. All right, Ryan, now it's time for our Kraken games, so we'll just get right into that. So to start, the Kraken played the Sabres um, on Tuesday, and that was a great Kraken win there. Yeah, um, but before we start breaking down the games, uh, me and Hudson have made a revised prediction. So I said that Joey would uh, score within four games. Yes. But what I meant to say was he would score within four, four games if the goalie was pulled for the other team. Yeah, or just just him scoring overall, but specifically if the goalie was poured, pulled for the other team. And yeah. th- that actually makes a more fair prediction now, because my prediction is that that won't happen within the next four, and Ryan's is that it will. So that's our official final prediction. So we have four more, or three more games now to do that. I know, and, and then now that I said that, watch the other team get own goal by bouncing off of, like, Joey's pad, and then accidentally shooting it into their own net when they're when they have like six skaters on the ice <laughs> yeah I, I still say that joey won't get it in within the next three like i'm certain about it ryan four it just yeah four it just it just won't happen ryan it will happen 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 I'm, I'm actually surprised you made that prediction, if I'm being quite honest. Joey, 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 Joey. We, we got to get, like, a counter or something of how many times you've said that. Because it's, it's got to be up to, like, 200 or something. By Joey, now. Joey, Joey, Joey. I'm just going to keep saying it. Nope, stop. Okay. Let's just get right into the Sabres. <laughs> All right. Justin, or um, Jane Schwartz got a goal for the Sabres. That was a great, great game for him. Goal and an assist. First game back from injury. Right. Matty Veneers. What a great game for him also. Uh, yes, I believe it was only a uh, goal. It was a goal. Pretty good mm-hmm. goal. It really separated the Kraken from the Sabres. 
Mm-hmm. Oliver Borkstrand assist, Brian Dumoulin assist, Vince Dunn goal, and Yanni Gord goal. Mm-hmm. As along with Alex Wenberg, also a lot. All these guys had great games. Uh, yeah, they did, and a lot of guys also had great games who didn't score. You know, too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, I'm pretty sure Will had a pretty good game defensively. Mm-hmm. Joey was the first star. Okay. Of the game, Jaden was the second, and Will was the third. Yeah, because he had um, two assists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so nothing was scored in the third, but um, the Kraken got two in the first and three in the second. It was a big second period for the Kraken. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Very interesting game there. Then they, they um, a few days after that, they played the Washington Capitals. Um. Yeah, also a good game for uh, Tolvin in, in against the. Um, Sabres. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, yeah, the Capitals. Um, um, Adam Larson got a goal there. Ty Cartier. Justin Schultz. Mm-hmm. Right, that one yeah. wasn't as interesting to watch, but it was still a good game for the Kraken. Really? I liked, I liked it better because it was less of the other team scoring. Mm-hmm. And less of the other team scoring means more... Joey, Joey. Okay. And um, he did. He did have an amazing, amazing save. Right, I saw that. Mm-hmm. You guys have to watch that replay. Oh, yeah, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good highlight reel. So I would check it out if I were you. And yeah. Yep. Um, nine ninety-two save percentage. Mm-hmm. Instead of a thousand, if you didn't know, not a hundred. Right. Uh, so the first two stars were uh, Joey Decord as the first star, and then Adam Larson as the second. And the third, this one was interesting, because I don't know if he really earned it, but he did come back from injury. This is, it's just uh, for me, like I would rather give the stars to like the team that won, unless the uh, the um, one guy from the other team had a really good performance. Yeah, it was Max Patch Ready. Right. So uh, with Max, I I don't know if he should have gotten the third star just because um, it, sure he scored a goal, but I don't think he really contributed in like many other ways, and his team lost. So. Right. And um, uh, but the reason he got it was probably because he came back from an injury. Mm-hmm. He's played four games. He just scored his um first goal for the um, Washington Capitals. Right, yeah. So Hudson, this is what happened. So he uh, got traded from Vegas to Carolina mm-hmm. for future considerations, which is nothing. Okay. And then a few games into the uh, season, he ruptured his Achilles. Oh, wow. Then he came back mid-season mm-hmm. and he ruptured it again. That guy has bad luck. <laughs> well, I mean, he might have just came back to uh, soon and then re-injured it. Mm-hmm. It was either an Achilles or Achilles tendon, I believe. Right, yeah. So, yeah, maybe he should have just... the Maybe the uh, Hurricane should have just let him take some more time off instead of rushing him back. Mm-hmm. 
So Ryan, is this seven or eight straight wins for the Kraken? Uh, this is eight ties a franchise franchise record. Mm-hmm. So if they win their next game, that'll be their franchise record for um, most games won in a row. Yeah, and you know it's something interesting. Mm-hmm. So um, the Kraken last year had it's it was around the same time where they said it. It was the fourteenth. It's the twelfth this time. Okay. So um, but the Winnipeg Jets, who have been around for a while, like twenty years, mm-hmm. just got their eighth straight win as a franchise. Just got. Just got. Wow. Because I remember seeing a headline yesterday. It's like, Winnipeg gets eight straight win for the first time in franchise history. Mm-hmm. 20 years? Uh, yes, I do believe so. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so overall, a great week for the Kraken, I gotta be honest. Especially Joey Decord. Joey, Joey. Mm-hmm. Is like, Philip Grubauer ever gonna play again? What? For the Kraken? Is Philip Grubauer ever gonna come back and play? I Hopefully mean, not. Like, I mean, like, I hope he c- comes back fully from the injury, but again, like, I wish, I wish him the best of luck with the injury, but I don't really want him to come back because and play for the team as, like, a starter or a backup because of his play. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish them the best of luck with, rec- with recovering fast. But, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. But I think he should be uh, bought out at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So with a buyout, it means the contract is terminated and um, you would save money with him, but you still have to pay, like, a fee every year so it would mm-hmm. it would save a lot of money though like I went on cap friendly and did a buyout calculator and it would not cost that much for the Kraken not at all oh really it would save like at least 4 million next season hmm. then 3 the next season then 2 the next season then they would save I think it's 4 4 cause if they buy him out um, next season his contract would stay on the books at a reduced amount for um, six seasons. So it's two-thirds of the contract mm-hmm. when you do a buyout, when you're over, I believe it's like 30, and he is. So they would retain two-thirds of it, like, over all time, but they would save one-third. Mm-hmm. Okay, so recently, Ryan, this was on January 10th, the Seattle Mariners claimed Mauricio Lavoro off waivers from the Boston Red Sox. Now, this wasn't a trade or anything. They just claimed him. So they didn't lose anything. They just gained a pitcher. Yep. And that this is, um, he's actually hasn't pitched that much, like, at all. He's only pitched a few games. ERA is not that good for, it's between four and five career in 2023. Um... Yeah, and he, he's just, he hasn't had a long career, which is part of it, so. Uh, Hudson, uh, Robbie Ray replacement, question mark? Yep, that was um, the last trade, last episode we talked about. Yeah, so do you think they brought him in to, like, uh, help replace Robbie Ray? Well, yeah, but they, they replaced um, Robbie, Way, Robbie Ray with, um, I can't pronounce his name, but we talked about it last episode, that was another pitcher. But as, as I mentioned, the Mariners love pitchers, and they're trying to get more and more 
for stat service and a GM, they like to do it for reasons of it's all about the pitcher in games, meaning that if you can't let up seven runs in one inning off of um, walks or letting up home runs. So they need to, a lot of pitchers in order to make pitch changes and they need lots of options because even though the pitcher might not be the best, if they need him, then there he's there. So. I mean, I, th- I certainly think that they have too many pitchers now. I mean, I think we, sh- I think per- they should stop getting pitchers for this season and really try to focus in on getting solid guys who can hit it into the field for like Ryan, a, for like a first, walk. I mean, not a, not, a, not a walk. Um, to get to like first base and second base. You need as many as as you can. Yes, the Mariners could try and focus on outfielders is a big one. Infielders and outfielders, but especially outfielders. The Mariners need more outfielders. They would. I, I think that um they should start trying to get more outfielders off of trades and off of waivers, especially actually. But when they have the opportunity to get a pitcher just out of just random, like this guy was um actually just random. They just off of waivers, Mauricio. So that was a good opportunity for the Mariners there. Uh, yeah, but uh, I I disagree with the with uh, the saying that there is n- n- um there's no such thing as too much pitchers. Well, well, I mean you 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 can't have two thousand pitchers, but you know. Yeah, I I um, just want to know at some point where we're gonna draw the line between pitchers and batters and outfielders. True. Um, but the Mariners, they even, they have definitely, they don't have, they're not running out of pitchers anytime soon. Let me just say that. But however, they do need this because, um, some of the pitchers in 2023 did not do great and they need some, a few replacements actually. But, um, batters, they need to get a few more and they already have a bunch of home run hitters. But what the Mariners should be looking at is outfield and base hitters. Yeah, because, um. Like if you, let's say you had the best pitcher in the league, if if you don't have a guy to catch the ball, like an outfielder, he's suddenly not so great anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, he he isn't a big guy. He's only about five eleven, although he is really strong. And um. I, he, I think he's he's really young, actually. Mariners are actually have um, some of the youngest players in the league. Like the average is like 23, 24 ish, like really young players. Yeah. Uh, so in Seattle, like uh, the Mariners and the Kraken, they're like really good um, prospect teams. Like, like and the Mariners especially are a good farm team for like other teams. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mauricio Labora is a right thrower so um there actually are a ryan there's more left-handed throwers in mlb than you would expect like i know they say only like 10 percent of the world is left-handed but there's a lot of left-handed um pitchers in mlb yeah um same thing with the um with uh hockey because um so in hockey there's left defenseman and right defenseman Just using this as an example for um, some of you guys who don't 
maybe know baseball as much, um, they would be on the right the side right. and lefties would be on the left side. There's a lot of left-hand defensemen, like good ones, and it's it's rarer to find a good uh, right-handed defenseman who plays right D. Right, yeah. Like, and there are also some that um, play both that can't play either side. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, if you're right-handed, you play right D. Left-handed, you play left D. Mm-hmm. That's true. And to sum up a little bit more about um, Mauricio, though, 29 strikeouts. Um, ERA of average ERA, though, is 4.9. Um, 2014 draft, he's number 68. He's a relief pitcher. Now, a relief pitcher can mean a couple things. It can mean relief as in let's say Logan Gilbert was pitching and he was having like a terrible night like he let up seven runs in one inning or was constantly walking players then you'd put you might put him in but that can also mean like let's say there's one out in the bottom of the ninth inning then you'd bring in the relief pitcher if the if the um, higher pitcher gets tired or is not doing as well so it's basically like i wouldn't say a backup but it's almost like a mid-game backup basically well i mean that um i think you summarized that perfectly the only thing i would say um different is like a um, mid-game replacement okay yeah or like because you don't often see pitchers play the entire game that's you know no them clock out about 90 pitches yeah, nine, 90, um, a little more than 100 sometimes, but I'd say an average of five to six innings for the starting pitcher. Sometimes it'll go the whole game, you know, like Domingo Herman through that perfect game in July of this year against the Oakland A's, of course. <laughs> um, Oakland A's. But um, sometimes they, you can see him going to the seventh inning, but you really don't see past the seventh that much at all. Yeah, and that really depends on how many pitches you're throwing per um, batter because let's say you... Let's say you strike out like every single batter, so like that's three pitches right there. Assuming yeah. he doesn't foul one. Yeah, and that that really doesn't happen very often, though. Yeah, so let's say um, he throws three pitches, two of them are uh, fouled, so there's five, and let's say he misses two. There, right there, there's seven at least. Yep. Yep, and um. Yeah, it's it, the pitchers. It all it always depends on how they start. You know, if if they're doing fantastic in the first and second inning, um, the manager or um, whoever's out there will keep them in probably for a long time. If if they're walking players and you know the coat, they'll they'll take the pitcher out with as little as ten pitches in the first inning, just because of how if they doing terribly, but um. That's not really the case for the Mariners that much. They keep the guys in for a long time. So let's just move on to the next segment. Alright, so it was very interesting to talk about Pete Carroll this episode. Um, unfortunately, we did not get to the Tyler Lockett news. I mean, Tyler Lockett stat outlook because of the Pete Carroll news and this episode was also supposed to serve as like an off-season outlook for the mm-hmm. Seahawks. Yeah, the episode was a little longer than the, than most of them are, so we're just um, moving the Tyler Lockett outlook um, back one week, so we'll do that next Friday. But next episode, we will cover NHL picks, of course, continue with the Mariners, Sounders, and Huskies, Kraken versus Blue Jackets and Penguins, and what do we do for Seahawks, Ryan? 
uh, the the offseason outlook, like who they might sign, who they'll re-sign, type of okay. thing. Okay. Draft. Yep. That's all we have for today. Go Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Go Kraken. Go Mariners. Mm-hmm. Go Huskies. Go Sounders. Mm-hmm. Go Wolves Rugby. <laughs> all right. And with that, this has been the Seattle Flying High Sports Podcast. Thanks for listening.